Welcome to... You're listening to The Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. How was everybody doing out there? Welcome to the most creative and honest podcast in the entire IWC community. That being the Wrestling Takeover, where we take over every single week with wrestling news and rumors, with the reviews and fantasy bookings, doing fantasy bookings better than anybody in the entire IWC. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. Welcome to the podcast. If you guys have not done so already, please do me a favor. Follow, subscribe, and share the Wrestling Takeover podcast on all available podcast platforms. Your favorite podcast platform out there, if it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever podcast platform that you guys listen to podcasts on, please go out, subscribe, and follow to the Wrestling Takeover. Speaking of Apple Podcasts and Spotify, if you guys can also do me another favor, comment on each and every episode that you hear let me know what you guys think about it um and also to rate the podcast whatever number you want to rate at it but i would hope if you guys can rate my podcast five stars so if you guys can do that for me i would greatly appreciate it now it's time to get down and dirty and talk about sadly the death the end of the black and gold brand known as NXT. It's time. I feel so heartbroken. I feel so distraught. This sucks. This really sucks, man. Um, You know, there are a lot of people. I've watched videos on YouTube. I've listened to what people have to say in terms of their opinions, right, about the black and gold brand. Was it a good idea to get rid of the black and gold brand? In my opinion, it wasn't. But at the same time, I knew the mindset going into this, and it was being rumored for months that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are going to change NXT and pretty much make it a developmental OVW type of NXT. And that's exactly what we've been getting, people. And it has its flaws. You see, I don't really review it anymore because, quite frankly, to me, I'm the OG type of fan of NXT. I've been watching NXT, right, with the black and gold brand since day one. That's facts. I've been rocking down with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dogg, all the crew on NXT. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Sasha Banks, uh, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, Becky. You know, all the crew that were on NXT. You know, DIY, The Revival, American Alpha. I can go on and on. But... I got a review to do. You guys know the deal about it, man. Um, You know, it sucks. It really does. And 
What really pissed me off tonight, and I mean it really angered me, was seeing Braun Breaker. This isn't his fault. I'm more directed in frustration to Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. Those two men had Braun Breaker come out during his entrance and kick the X symbol known of NXT. That pissed me off. That really pissed me off, man. That was fucked up. That pretty much told me that you did not care whatsoever about Triple H's version of NXT. You might as well spit in the face of Triple H and that NXT. I couldn't believe I seen that. But, you know, it is what it is. And it really confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, it confirmed 100% that Vince McMahon just did not like Triple H's version of NXT. You know, listen, I will compliment Vince McMahon. He is definitely creating superstars with this version of NXT. Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker. In the beginning, I was up and down with Braun Breaker. I get the hype with Braun Breaker, but I just didn't see what everybody else was seeing. Tonight, the match with Tommaso Ciampa was really fun. It was great, and it was, I would say, a coming out party for Braun Breaker. That's just my opinion. Speaking of newcomers, man, we've seen Carmelo Hayes. Love Carmelo Hayes. You feel me? Big fan of him. And what he brings to the table. He went one-on-one -on -one in the opening match. Which I will talk about in a second. With Roderick Strong. And it was a title versus title. Type of unification match. And we're going to be talking about that. And so much more. The women's division. I got my concerns with the women's division. But we're going to get right into that too as well. But again. I appreciate everyone. Uh, listening to the wrestling takeover. And again spread the word. Of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast 2022, I am focusing on creativity as usual. I'm focusing on continuing to be honest with my views and opinions and with what I see from my eye vantage point on what I see on AEW, WWE, and in other wrestling promotions that, you know, that have a big wrestling show out there that I would review. I'm just being honest with my opinions, with what I see, you know, when it comes to the pro wrestling world and also the news and the rumors. So I appreciate everyone that is out there and listening to what I have to say. You're taking the time out of your day and listening to the entire show. So I appreciate everybody that is out there and pressing play on whatever podcast platform that you guys are out there listening to the wrestling takeover on. So thank you very much. Follow me on social media. Follow the podcast on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. I would greatly appreciate there. We have a great community over there. It's fun. I'm going to continue to grow it. One of my goals this year in 2022 is to have The Wrestling Takeover podcast Instagram account reach 1,000 followers. And I think that's probable. I really do so. If you guys have an Instagram account, and you love wrestling pages, go follow the Wrestling Takeover account on IG. So I would appreciate that. Also, Twitter, very controversial platform. That's pretty much where I, you know, kind of 
give my views and opinions on professional wrestling and other things that interest me as well. But it's mainly a business account and it's a pro wrestling account, really. So um, if you guys can go follow me on Twitter, I would really appreciate it. It's at JT Takeover. Again, on Twitter, at JT Takeover. Let's get right into NXT, ladies and gentlemen. Overall, I will say this was the best NXT episode that we've seen. I thought this was a pretty good episode of NXT. Pretty good episode, and we kicked it off with a bang. We really did. This match was fucking great. Um, it was a WWE unification match with Carmelo Hayes as, obviously, the North American champion going one-on-one -on -one with Roderick Strong, the cruiserweight champion. Now, we're going to pick it up towards the end here. Again, this was a great back-and-forth match. They were delivering insane spots. They both have great chemistry, and that's pretty much all I can say about that. So, towards, I would say, the end of the match here, we've seen the Messiah of the Backbreaker, obviously, by Roderick Strong. He fought back and pulled out a stronghold after a few counters from the A champion, Carmelo Hayes. After Melo got to the ropes, he took a series of running forms into an ecliptic slam. I will tell you this right now. Roderick Strong does great Olympic slams. I think the Olympic slams are really, really some good stuff. So we were seeing the Olympic slam, and then Roderick Strong went for the cover, but Carmelo Hayes was able to kick out at two and a half. Now, obviously, we all knew Carmelo Hayes was going to win this match, and that is exactly what he did. Carmelo Hayes defeated Roderick Strong via uh, pinfall, excuse me, to become the unified NXT North American and Cruiserweight Champion. I will give this match a 4 out of 5 stars. This was a great match. I have one problem. I have one issue here before we move on. The Cruiserweight Championship. WWE did the Cruiserweight Division and Championship. A huge disservice. A huge disservice. Vince McMahon never values the cruiserweight division. He never valued the cruiserweight championship. I might be in the minority here, but I personally feel like there was a value with the cruiserweight championship. There was a place in WWE with the cruiserweight championship, and Vince McMahon and management just decide that in their eyes in pro wrestling in the WWE, there's no place for the cruiserweight division. There's no place for the cruiserweight championship. And that's a damn shame. That really is a damn shame. But listen. At the end of the day. I do not want to see these titles merge into one. Or I would say. Carmelo Hayes holding both championships. Fuck that. Get rid of the uh, cruiserweight championship. If you don't value the cruiserweight championship. You don't you know, have this perception. Of the cruiserweight championship. Feeling important then just get rid of the title and just have Carmelo Hayes carry the North American Championship. That's my thoughts on the opening match here. This was a great match. It was fun. And Carmelo Hayes is a megastar. I'm telling everybody right now, Carmelo Hayes is a future world champion in the WWE. I'm even saying on the main roster. He has that it factor to him. And I will go further and even say that Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker... 
they're going to have that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa type of legacy feud on NXT. I might that you know that might be uh, insane to say, but that is the vibe that I get with every time I see these two men wrestling. Um, it just feels that way to me. So great opening match. You know, Roderick Strong's an OG of NXT, right? We all know this. I would not be surprised whatsoever if Roderick Strong actually gets released by the WWE this year in 2022. Now, do I want Roderick Strong to get released? No, I don't. But knowing management and knowing people that are on NXT that aren't doing shit, I don't know, man. But again, Roderick Strong's on Diamond Mine, so he pretty much still has a purpose on NXT. But how long is that purpose and importance on NXT going to last? We'll see what happens. Next up, we've seen Grayson Waller set up the date for his match with AJ Styles. So we um, obviously seen uh, Grayson Waller, AJ Styles announce their match. We also seen a promo with AJ Styles, how he was talking about uh, Grayson Waller, and they did not have a match here. They did not have a match, um, but I will say the segment was great with AJ Styles. AJ Styles talking about how this actually feels like home. He should have been in NXT from the jump when he, you know, first came into the WWE that he wanted to go to NXT in the first place. Obviously, Vince McMahon had other ideas and that kind of played out perfectly. He was mentioning how he was the how uh, or excuse me, how SmackDown was the house that AJ Styles built. I love that slogan. I thought that was cool. Um, and, you know. Him in NXT, I don't really understand why he's in NXT. Unless he wants to be in NXT. He wants to get that NXT, I would say, atmosphere. That NXT vibe to him. And then he also mentioned that it doesn't matter if it's NXT 1.0 or 2.0. He's in NXT. So I don't know what's going on here. Like, is AJ Styles coming in because he wants to genuinely come in and help the men? You know, help the boys out here? Or is it a case of... He wants to come in and get to know the NXT brand. He's never been on NXT. So he wants to get that, I would say, familiar feel about NXT. Does Vince McMahon want AJ Styles to be on NXT? Because if you guys remember, we were actually seeing main roster people on the NXT brand for quite some time. We'll see what happens. We've seen, after that, we've seen NXT announced the return of the Dusty Tag Team Classic beginning in two weeks. I can't wait for that. I love the Dusty Cup. Love you, Dusty Rose. R.I.P. And, uh, yeah, so that was cool. Um, I forgot to comment on this. We actually seen AJ Styles and Tommaso Ciampa as both men were backstage. So we got that. After that, we've seen Priscilla, I can't pronounce this woman's name, uh, Pari, and Indy Hardwell challenge Kaden Carter and Casey Catanzaro, as well as Amari Miller to a match, but Indy Hardwell did not want to fight in a handicap match. We've seen Tiffany, this girl Tiffany, man, she's a, uh, I actually like Tiffany. 
I listen. Not, you know, like that. But I'm talking about like a character. And her wrestling ability is not that bad. It's really not that bad. Actually, Tiffany Statton is really good. I'm going to say that right now. She looks good. She has a great character. She's pretty much this pompous white chick that is full of herself. You know, she's rich. And she's going to blow it in people's face. So I actually think that gimmick is pretty cool. And again, she's not that bad in the ring. She has a great look too. So, and I actually did some backstory on Tiffany Statton. And again, I'm liking what I'm seeing. So she blew them off, leaving only sleepy uh, Wendy Cho as their future partner. Again, NXT is cringe, man. When they want to be cringe, they want to be cringe. Um, let me correct myself here. We actually did see AJ Styles and... Uh, Grayson Waller have a match. I apologize. Um, I, I got my mo, I got my notes. Excuse me, mixed up here. So we did see this match. Uh, so AJ Styles and Grayson Waller did have a match, and uh, that's what that happened there. So I'll talk about that later. Um, so after that, we seen Imperium versus MSK and Matt Riddle. You know, uh, <laughs> this was some uh, some good stuff. So, we've seen Riddle sent Walter reeling in a series of knee strikes. Then MSK and then Smart teamed up to take out Imperium with a combination double suicide dive and then a springboard moonsault to follow. That was the good stuff, man. Good spot there. After that, we've seen Matt Riddle hit a German suplex for a near fall. After that, Walter responded with the powerbomb for another near fall. Towards the end of the match, we've seen... Anchor and Bartel lay out Matt Riddle with an elevated brain buster, which looked fucking sick for the pin that had to be broken up by Max Carter. Matt Riddle then battled out of the Imperium corner. After that, MSK hit a double team finisher on Fabian Eichner, followed up by a Matt Riddle rolling moonsault. The Shaman hit an RKO on Bartel to pick up the W. So... The winners were Matt Riddle and MSK as they defeated Imperium via pinfall. I did not like this, but the match was really, really good. If you missed it, go out and watch it. It was a really good match. Now, Imperium. Let me talk about Imperium. I love Imperium. Big fan of those guys. Um, I really want them on the main roster. Like, I mean, I want them on the main roster, like, after WrestleMania type shit, like, ASAP. The problem is, I'm not sure if upper management has plans for these three individuals. So listen, if you don't have a plan for any of your wrestlers, don't bring them up. It's pointless to bring them up if you don't have a plan for any of the wrestlers. Now, right now, I don't think they have a plan for them. I really don't. And I don't know how long they're going to be on NXT for. I really don't. Now, I will say, I hope this actually builds towards a Matt Riddle versus Walter match coming out of this. Matt Riddle goes on NXT a little bit more longer. And then we get that one-on-one -on -one match between Walter and Matt Riddle at a TakeOver event. I really hope that takes place as like a one-off dream match type of thing. And then Matt Riddle continues on the main roster. And then eventually Walter uh, can head to the main roster as well. 
I think we will see Walter in the Royal Rumble. That's kind of one of my uh, big predictions here. In 2022 for WWE, I think Walter does go to the Royal Rumble. Again, if you don't have any plans for them, I'm going to actually retract my statement because, you know, why would you have him in the Royal Rumble and then he eventually goes back to NXT, even though we've seen it multiple times. So maybe it could be done. But to me, I want Walter on the main roster and making an impact. He needs to make an impact because if he doesn't make an impact and he's just on the Royal Rumble, and then he goes back to NXT. Then I don't know what the point of him going, you know, on NXT or from NXT to the Royal Rumble to just go back to NXT. That doesn't really make sense. But that's that. And again, this was a great match. It was fun. It was fast paced. And we've seen a lot of uh, near falls. So I thought this was a great six man tag. The one match that really disappointed me, and I'll go a little bit in depth on it. The NXT Women's Championship was on the line. It was Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Cora Jade. I've seen a lot of people talk about Cora Jade and how she reminds them of Jeff Hardy. with The high-flying aerial assault moves. I had that kind of correlation as well while watching this. Cora Jade is really good. For the young age that she is, she's really good. Mandy Rose is all right. She's not the greatest, but she's definitely improving. But again, she's not knocking my socks off. You know, what I'm about to say might be controversial, but listen, it's my show. It's my opinion. I think Raquel Gonzalez bores me to fucking tears. Raquel Gonzalez is not bad in the ring. She's not bad. But motherfucker, does she bore me to tears, man. She really does. And I will tell you this, too. Some of these spots in this match were really slow. And I mean slow to a point where you literally seen them go from spot to spot to spot. Especially with that springboard uh, head scissors thing that they did. Literally, Raquel Gonzalez did slip. Obviously, that was an accident. But she slipped. And then she literally waited for Cora Jade to jump on her and then do the head scissors and then Mandy Rose is waiting for a cue to come up. I didn't like that. That was awful to me. You know, the match was really slow. It wasn't bad, but it was slow. And Mandy Rose ultimately won this match. They uh Mandy Rose won this match. She defeated Jade and Raquel Gonzalez to pick up the pinfall win to retain the NXT women's title now again Cora Jade is a future uh, superstar on the NXT brand I believe they're going to feud Cora Jade with Mandy Rose that's kind of what the progression is leading towards here I don't know what happens with Raquel Gonzalez I think it's time for her to come up to the main roster and she's either going to sink or swim is Vince McMahon a fan of Raquel Gonzalez we don't know Um, but man I'm going to be straight Honest with each and every one of you right now. The women's division on NXT. It really took a nosedive, man. It really did in quality in presentation. The NXT women's division does not feel the same whatsoever. And that's sad. I remember when Triple H was in charge. The women's division was actually a focal point of the show. They had in-depth characters. 
They had in-depth storylines. And then that all culminated inside the rink. And they gave us classics inside that rink. We don't really get that with the women's division now. And I understand that there's a lot of women in here that are not really good. They're progressing. They're getting better and better. And they're building their own women. But, you know, with Raquel Gonzalez, she needs to come up to the main roster. Dakota Kai needs to come up to the main roster. And don't fucking get me started with Io Shirai. One of my predictions, actually, with Io Shirai, if you missed that uh, 2022 predictions podcast episode, please check that out. It's pretty much me predicting what I think is going to happen in the world of pro wrestling. And my first prediction was actually Io Shirai leaving the WWE. Unless you have a plan for Io Shirai on the main roster, I'm not sure when her contract is expiring. I don't know if Vince McMahon's a fan of Io Shirai. How the fuck can he not be? Io Shirai is a good-looking woman. She's good in the ring. She's good on the microphone. You can understand what she's saying. She has that superstar presence about her. I'm very concerned with Io Shirai. I'm very concerned with Dakota Kai. I'll even say I'm concerned with Raquel Gonzalez. I don't know when any of these women are going to head up to the main roster. Because you do need veterans that were on the OG NXT on this version of NXT uh, 2.0. And I just feel like those three women specifically don't have nothing to do. And that's concerning. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. And uh, we're going to have to just see what happens with the women's division moving forward. And I'll go as far as to tell you this, too. AEW has a better women's division than NXT. I cannot believe I said that. But AEW has a better women's division than NXT. It is what it is. Watch the show and you'll see it. All my opinions, ladies and gentlemen, are coming from what I'm watching on television. While also thinking of things that are in my mind with what I see. And what would I change? What would I make better? What storyline would I do? What storyline would I change? Characters, etc. I think about these type of things when I'm watching these shows. And after this match, my concern with the women's division even went up fucking 11 notches. 100 notches even. My concern with women's wrestling in WWE, man. You know, it's bad. Women's wrestling in WWE is very disappointing. It fucking sucks. And it, it's sad, man. It really is. And it's just management. It's management. They pick and choose who they want to push. And when it comes to the bare truth, the truth is they don't care about women's wrestling. And that sucks, man. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Again, this triple threat match was meh. You know, the spots were kind of slow, but at the end of the day, I thought the match was passable. So, that's my thoughts on that. Now, next up, we've seen Mackenzie Mitchell. She was backstage as she asked Electra Lopez about Zion Quinn. And Electra Lopez announced that she would leave with the winner of Santos Escobar 
and Zion Quinn next week. So pretty much uh, <laughs> we're pretty much seeing a Santos Escobar and Quinn, uh, Nixon Quinn, I believe uh, is his name. They're pretty much fighting over Electra Lopez. Now, listen, I'd fight over Electra Lopez, too. Electra Lopez is a good looking woman, but I will compliment NXT. This storyline has been going on for quite some time. So I think it's pretty good that they've been having a consistent storyline with, you know, a woman involved. And I've actually been enjoying it. Now, Zion Quinn, listen, I, I mean, you know, he's new. So it's kind of hard to give him a chance, even though we haven't really been seeing a lot of him. Right. So we'll see what happens when he faces off against Santos Escobar, man. Where the fuck is Legado del Fantasma on the main roster? You need to get these people on the main roster. Stat. Santos Escobar, man. Eddie Guerrero vibes, man. Eddie Guerrero vibes. You know what I mean? You have some great uh, Latino stars in the company, man. You really do. Santos Escobar. Angel Garza. Right? Humberto Carrillo. You have some talented people. You know, and you need to push that market. And I feel like you need to push that market on the main roster while also pushing it on NXT as well. So, you know, the storyline right now has been pretty decent. It really has. Um, next up, we've seen Cameron Grimes. He made his intentions clear for 2022. He's coming for the gold. Confirming he's going after the NXT championship. So, good on Cameron Grimes. I love Cameron Grimes, man. I'm a big fan of the dude. The money character. I love it. You know, he's himself. And he's one of the bright spots on NXT 2.0. Von Wagner, someone that's really not uh, a positive on NXT. I couldn't give a fuck about Von Wagner. I'm sorry. I just don't care. Uh, he interrupted Andre Chase, another guy that I just don't care for. That's the guy that wears the fucking red sweater. Like, come on, man. That's so cringe. Uh, he is attempted to give the student that protected him last week a full scholarship again. I haven't been watching NXT, so I don't really know what's going on with the storyline. So I'm kind of fish out of water here. So, But follow me along. So he took out Chase, then attacked the student, and even ripped a member of the NXT universe out of his seat, quote-unquote. I couldn't give a fuck. I couldn't care, man. So uh, I'm going to move on. We're going to move on to the main event. Braun Breaker went one-on-one -on -one with Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. This was a fucking great, great match, man. Like I said at the end of the day, Braun Breaker defeated Tommaso Ciampa via pinfall. To become the new NXT champion. And the match was great. Like I said. It was fun. It was exciting. And it was sad at the same time. It really broke my heart inside. To know that the old NXT is gone. It's not coming back. We're going to have to get used to it. We're either going to have to just watch this NXT. Or like I will say. Keep it pushing. And watch something else man. But. I love watching superstars progress. You know, Braun Breaker, to me, I get it. I get the vibe, man. I get the anticipation. I was looking on Twitter tonight, 
There were a lot of people that were really excited for Braun Breaker to win, man. They're calling this guy the next big thing. I mean, I've only heard Brock Lesnar be called that. So someone calling Braun Breaker the next big thing. That's pretty much confirming that he really is indeed one of the top superstars that NXT is going to build their brand around. You know, I love Braun Breaker, but if I have to choose between Tony D, Tony D'Angelo, and Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker, I'd pretty much rank them like Carmelo Hayes is number one. I would say Tony D is number two and Braun Breaker number three. But hey, man, the number three guy that I uh, put in there is uh, the top guy. And you kind of would tell by watching NXT over the past couple months that Braun Breaker was going to be the number one guy for the NXT 2.0 brand. And that is exactly what we're getting. Congratulations to Braun Breaker for becoming the new NXT world champion. You know, what's next for Tommaso Ciampa? Uh, I have no idea. I really don't. Tommaso Ciampa could retire. Tommaso Ciampa has stated years ago that he would rather retire than go up to the main roster. I could see Tommaso Ciampa becoming a coach on NXT. I just don't know what's next for this guy. And I was thinking it. I was fantasy booking these when it, you know, when the match was going on because I knew Tommaso Ciampa was going to lose. And that's what happened. He lost. So while I was watching, I was trying to come up with an idea for Tommaso Ciampa to remain on NXT. I can't name a damn thing. So I'm pretty much interested to see what's going to happen with Tommaso Ciampa. And again, this is my personal opinion. I genuinely believe that Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes is going to be this new generation's Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. You just look at the way these two guys have been built up and the way they're booked. You can tell that these two are going to be the front runners of the NXT 2.0 brand. That's the review, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We didn't go long. We went over 40 minutes. That's great. And NXT 2.0, man. You know, I do watch it. I just don't really review it because I'm just not excited with what I'm seeing. So, it is what it is. I still know what's going on because I keep up with it on social media. So, uh, I appreciate the continued love and support that you guys have been receiving from me by listening to my show each and every week. We're going to continue to hit the grind this week. Uh, we got, again, AEW tomorrow. I'm actually going to do news and rumors on Thursday. Um, we got SmackDown on Friday. And then Saturday, AEW Battle of the Belts on that weekend. So we're moving the news and rumors on Thursday. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of the hottest news and rumors, all the most credible rumors in the world of pro wrestling. We're going to do that Thursday, SmackDown on Friday. And Saturday, closing it out with AEW Battle of the Belts. I hope you guys enjoyed this NXT New Year's Evil review. And analysis right here. I'm the king of the IWC when it comes to creativity. Again, I'm Jordan Turner. 
I'm signing off. You guys have a great rest of your night, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for the debut episode of AEW Dynamite on TBS.